Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLean. And today, my co-host in the intro is not one of our youth members of our youth committee community. It's actually my wife, Melissa. Say hello to the Gen Z audience, Melissa. Hey, how are y'all? <laughs> she, she has agreed to do this for one major reason. Our guest today is Amy P. Kelly, who works for the John Gordon Companies and responsible for creating a lot of the training, uh, especially around team development that John Gordon's companies do. And she wrote a wonderful book called Glue. And Amy and I had an opportunity to have a conversation about this. And Melissa's actually read the book. So, Melissa, what was your greatest takeaway from the book, Glue? Well, there's a lot of good takeaways in this book. It is, I think, a good resource for any team. Like, I don't care if you are a team of people that you work with or a team of people that you mentor mm. as youth. It's a great takeaway because the whole gist of the book is learning how to support others in their goals and dreams. And sometimes that requires you allowing people to leave the team and pursue other dreams that they have. This is an excellent book for, for those of you who are working with teens, teenagers who are on teams, maybe an athletic team or an academic team or a student organization team, something like that. And you're working with them and you want to help them develop better relationships and overcome conflict. Amy really expresses this. I had a lot of fun in this conversation. You're going to love being able to meet Amy P. Kelly. And so let's get straight to my interview uh, with Miss Amy P. Kelly. Amy, welcome to the Gen Z Show. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And happy birthday again. It's great to be with you on your birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. For those who don't know this, we're recording this on my birthday, and I don't know why all of you have not been sending me well wishes today so far. I expect they'll come more in the afternoon. So, hey, let's do a shout out to our mutual friend, Tammy Matheny, that connected us. Uh, she... That has become a common theme on the podcast in the last year. People are beginning to wonder if she actually owns this podcast because every guest I say, hey, let's shout out to Tammy because she's been connecting me to basically the world. Uh, she is a great mm -hmm. lady. She is a great lady. And my I use her books in my work all the time. This is good. The Confident Athlete, her confidence journal, and she's got a new book out too. So it, it, it's great. She's a fantastic mental agility coach, and mm -hmm. she does a lot of work in a lot of different areas to help individuals, teams, and organizations. I'm very appreciative of her. Well, you know, you mentioned that new book, and before we jump into this, I'm going to give a little preview. I'm going to see about trying to create for our coaches that come through our program a mastermind class based on that book, because I just oh. think what her and Lindsay have put together, who Lindsay was one of our guests previously, is just an excellent 
mastermind type thing that they can be used with. Yep. Lindsay, I have Lindsay's book here and Challenger Deep is a fantastic book. And I bet I have, you were mentioning Tammy and her role in some of the guests that you've recently had the opportunity to connect with. Probably have a lot of their books sitting near me as a, as resources because they're fantastic. Well, our audience heard a little bit from me in the intro about who you are, but they want to hear more about you from you. So if you wouldn't mind, introduce yourself to the Gen Z audience today. Okay, thank you. My my name is Amy, and, and it's Amy P. Kelly. I introduced myself by using my middle initial as it is my grandmother's name, Pauline, and mm -hmm. I got that from her. And it also signifies in between Amy and Kelly that P stands for the power on the inside of each person. You included all of us to fulfill their purpose and the, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for us. And I am most recently over the past almost two decades now working as a, a a leader in the human resources and training and development field inside organizations and still do that as a consultant as well as a trainer and facilitator and love it and i'm a mother of four i have four children i have twins that are 19 natalie and patrick and then i also have daniel who is 14 and samuel's 13. i'm a wife so I'm a mom, a wife, a, a woman of God, a, a business executive, and a real um, kind of servant in terms of helping people to fulfill the leader they were created to be. Mm, I love that intro. I think that that does encapsulate uh, what what I have learned about you as well. And you and I share something else together in that uh, we both have 19 year olds that were born on the same day. So uh, shout out to our kids who were born on April 11th. Uh, in 20 yes, all three of them. Yeah, all three of them born in the year three. So it's going forward. So one of the things that that I've learned about you is you're a writer as well and have, have written several books, but you wrote this wonderful book here, Glue. And it says on the cover there, a leadership development strategy to bond and unite. For those people who are listening and just don't realize that I just put up something on the camera, I keep forgetting because I'm recording this live. People, uh, most people that, that entertain this list and stuff. Tell me what was the uh, inspiration for writing Glue? Sure. The book, you know, I have it here. I know not everyone can see it. And thank you for holding it up. It is called glue for a reason. It, it stands for God's love unites everyone. And one of the things that I've been fascinated with in my personal and professional um, experience is the opportunity to make sure that when there's disagreement or discord or any type of strife, uh, the decisions we make about how to work through that can either build stronger bonds or we can break. And even when we break, there's opportunity to come back and to heal the relationship and build something stronger than before. So Glue is a, a short story about two women in business and one of them decides to leave the business partnership that they've established together over years of friendship mm -hmm. and work 
and then what happens in that relationship because there's some elements of betrayal some frustration some different types of emotions some activities related to the family members involved and some misunderstanding in communication and the book is from the fact that I've seen that so many times in my work. I've seen that as a consultant. I've seen that in organizations where people have a disagreement and instead of being able to navigate that and build a stronger bond, they actually have a break that then reverberates through the organization, their personal and professional life and goes out into the mm. community. And it's really, <laughs> impactful either in a positive or a negative way and so over time watching this type of scenario play out as a, a vice president of hr as a business leader myself as a, a leader of a part of our family with my husband i i've really seen the power of unity and and wanted to share some of the things that i've learned so that there can be more unity and bonding instead of division and breaks. Yeah, this book really spoke to me in that I've been involved with two businesses in which kind of ended in the same way that this ended. And they both had different outcomes. Uh, the, the, the second breakup was, was more positive we knew that was going to happen uh it was not like oh you're you're taking away something you're going to compete against me which there was elements of that that i remember in your book it was more i'm feeling called to do something totally different and there was a little bit of relief on on both part because i felt like there was all we were feeling obligations towards each other uh and it was slowing the whole business down the other one on the other hand was completely this way where there was a lack of communication throughout and so the ending was not very pleasant uh i i'd say i i benefited from leaving uh, from the breakup of that organization but i so say it really spoke to me in that uh in this business settings but my first thought listening to this is the parents are listening to this saying oh gosh this is a business podcast i can cut this off but they should see right through that. This can apply not only to business situations, but the family situations as well. Show them and, and show some of the elements of how that could work in a family type situation as well. Absolutely. I have many moms reach out to me and say, I gave this book to my daughter or my son uh, because of a disagreement they were having with a friend. Um, a lot of times what we do as human beings is we make up a story about why things aren't going mm. the way that we would like it to go. Mm. And especially in youth, uh, they'll say, so-and-so looked at me funny, mom, or, you know, that person doesn't like me. And because of those uh, thoughts that then there becomes a break in a relationship there, there's evidence of that inside the story. We're talking about the way that these things occur at all ages. You know, some of the teenagers in the book, the example, the the younger preteens, and I've heard from many parents, uh, men and women, that they've actually talked through the GLUE acronym and and how to. It's called a leadership development strategy to bond and unite for a reason, because in addition to standing for God's love unites everyone, GLUE stands for a process of how to go about doing that. 
And so it, it is something that in all the feedback, it, it has come back about business, about youth relationships, and also about our family members. Mm. I have some relationships, and I mentioned this at the end of the book, uh, that have benefited from what I've learned about glue and some that are still waiting to be healed and form a stronger bond, whether it's your family members, your in-laws, your, your spouse, it, it can be anyone in a family. A lot of times when there's a disagreement, it can cause a break that creates a whole different trajectory and ultimately legacy for families. And so understanding how to build that culture of unity and strong bonds through disagreement is essential to our homes. It's essential to our communities. And it's something that we all know that is a huge challenge on a global basis and <laughs> country by country. So it, it's it's not just a workplace discussion that we're talking about here. It's a relational and connection discussion between unity and division. You know that, when you said that, I, I just had an epiphany that, uh often happens when I discuss these things that this book, I, sh I have got to get in the hands of my uh, 12 year old. And that just recently there was a traumatic thing where friends of hers were having a disagreement and the whole rest of the day was ruined and they brought home and it was traumatic. And the whole weekend was spent, you know, going, you know, over that and, and, uh, you know, we were trying to encourage her in the positive way. We look for the things in them that you like, you know, those types of things, but giving her a process and a strategy. How, how you know, the parents that have contacted you with them, have they given you any insight on how they've utilized it or, or what they've done? I'm looking for counseling here in case yeah, you haven't sure. figured it out. No, I appreciate that. Yes. I, when you talk about the, the glue uh, kind of process, I think that, you know, definitely the G stands for get ready. You know, these things are going to happen to all of us and the disagreements and the misunderstandings. One of the elements of the book is about this idea of people taking other people's ideas. And, and, we, and in the book, it talks about the youth saying, well, they're doing what I did in my, in my election, you know, using my slogan for my election at school, um, taking my colors and mascot for a team, taking my band name. And the, the whole process is about when there's disagreement or misunderstanding, what do you do to be strong and to maintain your peace uh, and, and really drive that supernatural unity that only exists through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and the number one step is being prepared to understand that the only one that's never going to disappoint us is, is our heavenly father. When it mm -hmm. comes to, we, when we expect everyone to behave perfectly and to you know always rise to the occasion, we will be disappointed. And so how do we get ready for that? And the, I think that having those discussions as early as possible helps us to not look at every disagreement or misunderstanding as an as a place where I'm going to move on. Obviously, this isn't worth it. This isn't a relationship that has value. I'm angry and I'm going to focus on that anger and go in a different direction. It's no, get ready. It's it's going to happen in all your relationships because people aren't perfect. They're flawed. They'll make mistakes just like you make mistakes. And then especially when people are moving on to new things, to let them go and to let them grow. 
Mm-hmm. And when we do that and we support people and we seek peace through those things, we grow too. The strongest way to develop as a leader is to be focused on helping other people in their purpose and, and to really be okay with saying, this is hard for me. I have to get ready. I have to think about what's best for them and to let them go and to let them grow. So talking through that, I've, I've heard from plenty of parents that that resonates and makes sense. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. That's why it's so important to have the discussions and to practice this as early as possible, because the you in the process is about understanding um, their vision, the other person, what they're doing and what their purpose is as best you can, and really believing the best in them. Because a lot of times when there's disagreement, we start to kind of insert our own interpretation of people's motivations. Why are they doing this? You know, they must be doing this to me. And, and many times that's not the case. And even when it is the case, how do we then move to the E, which is extending love, even when it's hard. And that's really where everyone grows is that it's easy. We know this to be nice, to the people that everything is going well and they're nice to us and they're interested in what's happening with us and what's important to us. And, and you have those commonalities. And then as soon as there's a difference of opinion or a perceived slight or offense, that's when you really learn who you are. And some of the scripture in the book is, uh, is about that opportunity. You really learn who you are as a believer when people challenge that and you get the opportunity to grow through it. So having those conversations with, I've had them with my sons who, as we were talking about, they're you know preteens and they still understand it's not easy and it hasn't always worked out immediately because it, sometimes it takes time, but going through that conversation of, look, you need to be ready. You need to let the other person grow toward who they are and who they're created to be. It doesn't mean that you're saying that other person is always right. It's it's that there's a position of strength in letting people grow and being a peacemaker and then understanding as best you can and also believing the best and then saying, you know what, I'm at peace. I'm going to stand in my shoes of peace and extend love and even when it's hard and watch what God does in it because you know, I, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I, I really love when things are sticky that, that they're, they're presented in such a way that they're easy to grasp and easy to handle because I think youth learn best when they can relate to something very well. And so I just realized sticky glue. I didn't, I didn't make that connection to them. Oh, made it funny guys. Um, <laughs> So I really like this because I, I was when you were going through it, I was like, you know, there are a lot of conflict resolution uh, programs and curriculum for youth out there. But a lot of times they're very involved and they have a long process. And I'm thinking, hmm, you know, that's great teaching material. Oh, it gives you several hours that you can dive into it. But who do they really remember anything? Um so I really like this. I, I really like this. Um, and, and what I've heard from some parents too, and, and from some of the youth as in their church relationships, their community relationships, team relationships on teams, and ultimately as they look to get jobs, 
companies and organizations are absolutely so looking for people who can, instead of let everything become a big mess, can actually diminish the, the break and, and, and build stronger bonds. And by preparing, in, even at young ages, 10, 11, 12, being a peacemaker and, and, and just saying, I already have an approach that I'm ready. And you're right. There are lots of amazing and effective strategies for conflict resolution, for dealing with, uh, you know, situations where you don't necessarily get what you want mm -hmm. and, and it can work through it. This allows people, whether it works out the way they want or not of all ages to say, I I've, I've built a foundation that will allow this relationship to be successful in whatever time God has planned for it. And ultimately by ending, by extending love, you can be at peace in the perfect timing that needs to happen for it to heal. And a lot of, um, one of the things that has come up and I've used in having discussions with youth and adults is this, there's a process that uh, it's an Asian, it's a Japanese process of when pottery breaks, they actually put it back together again with this gold soldering process. And the, then it becomes a new vessel and it's actually more valuable than it was prior to the damage because mm -hmm. of infusing these gold veins inside of it. And I've heard so much different feedback about what the pronunciation of this word is, but it's like Kintsugi or something. But if you look it up, pottery breaking and you use gold to, to put it back together again, and that illustration or that imagery has also resonated with young people understanding that, look, no matter what, you're going to have disagreement, you're going to have conflict, you're going to have challenges in your relationship. It's part of life. How are you prepared for it? Because the vision for the outcome can be this more valuable thing than even when you started. So what are you going to do when it happens in order to have this greater value, both for your own leadership development, as well as the relationship while you're supporting the person that is challenging to support someone that, that is disagreeing with you or potentially hurting your feelings or, you know, doing things that just don't seem to be right. And there is this vision on the other side of, of beauty that surpasses the original relationship. And, and that has also been really helpful for people um, of all ages to understand, but even with my own children, it, it has been helpful. I love this in, in several different levels related to youth, because as you're talking and stuff, my mind's going through every scenario that, that someone who has taught this can apply. Now, you know, their family, obviously first, then their community, whether it's their church or their friendships at school, their friendships there. But they're going to be involved with teams, whether it is student leadership groups. Every student leadership group I've had, I've had when I was growing up, we had conflicts and problems. And most of the time, the adult advisor just came in, told us to suck it up, and told who was right, and the rest of you got to deal with it. And we still had hard bitterness towards each other. It, it was not so involved in our lives that it caused us to have things because you know being the president of the you know club at school uh i don't want to say a club and pick on somebody being the president of, of some fan club or something at school and having a disagreement it's not life-changing or anything but you know these 
techniques could have helped so that when we did grow up and have those life challenges, then we've got some foundation on which to rely back on. Um, ooh, this has got legs. This is this is t this is good. Thank you. And the thing too that you and I share that's really important here is that you have when you're looking at this, you have the one answer that transcends any process, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're really acknowledging that in order to have unity, the only true unity comes through the supernatural power of God and the Holy Spirit. That's real unity. So we will have strife. And, and young people, people of all ages, we, we will have conflict. We will have strife. And in order to maintain and, and bring back unity where there's been division, it does require the supernatural to have true unity and ending on that extending love even when it's hard and teaching that early is really preparing everyone for the reality of this isn't in our hands but we can create the environment where the holy spirit can operate and even seemingly destroyed relationships can be healed and stronger bonds formed if you rely on that truth and so you, you are teaching a process that allows people of all ages to be more mature when conflict arises as a part of, it's a reality in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's absolutely no way. We have it day to day. I mean, my, my children, my three sons, their brothers, they have conflict. My, my daughter wants them all to kind of be quiet half the time. And is it, is it the perfect answer to everything? Uh, the Holy Spirit is. And you know, they don't always say, let's do this process, but they do think differently about, look, I've seen when I don't follow it and the strife actually escalates and the conflict escalates and there's, there are more hurt feelings and there are actually more, um, you know, wasted time and division. And the difference it, when you learn some of these skill sets really early in life, it does accelerate your ability to fulfill your purpose and enjoy it because we're supposed to be enjoying this, this journey that we're on rejoicing in it. And you know, well, an easy distraction is to have a lot of conflict that we focus on and let it magnify and distract us. And instead by looking at, okay, get ready for this, you know, let people go, let them grow. You know, you don't have to get involved in everything. It, it, I'm not saying that um, people that have, there are people that will do wrong to you and you will do wrong to other people. Sometimes you have to trust, let that go, let them grow, extend love, even when it's hard and, and really try to understand as best you can. Those simple actions create a completely different environment for current or future unity than everything else that's more natural to us in our human feelings. And, and, and when we, when we act out of reacting to those, the conflict mounts, the strife goes on, more people get involved and it just spreads. So how do we do the opposite? And this, this is a piece of what I've learned. This, this is something I want to try to include in, in what we're doing, uh, teaching youth as well on this concept sticky it, it's got good practical not only is it a good acronym but the process relates to the word as well which i love so there's so many different levels of which to be able to be able to teach something that they can actually internalize 
and, and be able to remember, <laughs> which is a great concept. Hey, let's remember what we've been taught. Imagine that. We might actually work uh, it work going forward on this. Before I move on to the to the to one of the other things you did, what is your opinion of the four processes? Which one do you think is the hardest? Extending love when when someone is is causing you pain and you know i i even i I, because it's so it's still so sensitive i have two relationships in my life where that's still a challenge i Mm -hmm. i I believe and completely trust and know that god's perfect timing this will create the outcome that he intends through that love and that that one's the most challenging in my opinion because I think what I've heard from people, whether it's in families or whether it's in communities, in churches, in on teams, is that when someone does something that it may even legitimately be completely wrong to you, that idea of loving them and forgiving them and praying for them, that's hard work for people. That takes a lot of maturity. Everyone who does it, though, is blessed by it, including present company. And I love in, in Matthew 5, 9, the message translation, it's one of the things that's included in the book. It says, you are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. That's an exciting thing. Even you know when you think about, okay, I'm in this conflict. And you know again, the two that I'm referencing, it, it's still very painful, but I know God is working out something beautiful because I've seen it work in other, but the more someone might hurt you or um, have offended you or have touched something deep inside you, the harder it is to extend that love that really elevated agape love that I think is so, you know, for humans, we're like, how did God love us? We're so, we've got so many flaws, right? He forgave them. He washed everything clean through his sacrifice. And that part about loving people who hurt us the most is really where I think there's a lot of untapped power that's left through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us through um, Christ. And so when we practice by renewing our minds and by making the decision to align with the truth in God's word, he reveals greater capacity to love that not only blesses the relationship, but it blesses us, mm-hmm. that supernatural peace that comes through it. So it's an exciting journey and it does lead to people who are able to be good stewards of families and communities and, and you know teams at schools and, and leadership programs. And um, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And uh, those things are exciting. How in the world did you pack that content into this? This is that <laughs> is a lot. In there. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. My gosh, this is what you know. I've seen people write uh, chronicles on, and yet it's it's you've laid it in such a di- digestible way, which is I love. Um, well, I will because it could scare people you know, away with these long, complex formulas and processes. <laughs> Here's 10 steps to help you have a better relationship. I don't even want to go past number two. I mean, that's 10. <laughs> and each one's got 100 words in each step. And you've, you've got it down. I mean, this is great. Well, thank you for the encouragement. And I will tell you, I had a lot of uh, 
I, I am a lover of long books and lots mm-hmm. of complex processes. I'll tell you, my husband often says to me, he's like, nobody's going to read that because I had 97,000 ways to do something. And it wasn't that there wasn't goodness in there, but I learned from both my husband and from practical life, as well as a big influence from someone that I work with, John Gordon, that simple is what works. It's what's actually usable. People can't apply and it's less likely to be adopted in life if it's too complicated, just like you were illustrating through your example. And I really took that to heart in this particular story and tried to create a framework that was relatable um, and not fill in every detail because I do have anyway, and because the intention is to make it so that people can actually apply it in their life. And so that guidance from John, who is an author, he wrote the energy bus and he wrote the power of positive team, power of positive leadership. And I've actually seen, yep. Oh, we wrote the energy bus field guide together. I like that you have that there. Uh, what I've learned from him is that you can have the most amazing formula to split the atom and be a, a scientist on every level of, of, of human behavior or of, you know, Chem, uh, chemical engineering. And those things are valuable. If people can't relate and keep reading it, it won't ever get used mm-hmm. and, uh, or it won't get used by a large group. And the idea is to actually provide a service and, and to share something that will be valuable and, and make an impact for others um, where, where there's a connection. And so that was a big goal of mine was to to be to have the discipline and self-control to keep things simple so that it could bless people where that opportunity presented itself. And so I don't know that everything I'm saying, James, the point is actually in here, but it's intended to be represented through this process and this story. And what's been interesting is that as I trusted God in that, one of the first people who read this book called me and said, I'm in the middle of this situation and this is actually ministering to the situation. And they have, they're still, it's been about um, four and a half months. And he's been explaining to me all these beautiful things that just stemmed from the simple approach that's here. He's doing the work with God, with the truth that's in God's word, with being led by the simple structure it's not all stemming from the content itself, but from the concept of just be ready and, and, and use this approach because then God will fill in the rest and provide the unity through that trust and obedience and belief. You know, as content creators, especially in curriculum, leadership curriculum, uh, personal development curriculum that, that both you and I do, it is a challenge to not try to overcomplicate things there is that element of the world that that we live in and operate in that if it's not you know 15 20 points and has this it's not worth anything but that's not and it's the same way as sometimes pastors and i don't mean to pick on our the 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 ministry there but sometimes pastors i think overcomplicate things that could be explained in, in much more simplistic forms. You know, we don't need nine points this morning on the sermon when two would, might have done the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Ken Davis, who is a, a comedian, but he's also a speaker trainer. 
does a great job of illustrating the fact that you know if we can narrow things down to digestible things, people will not only hear you, they'll listen to you. And and you know, a lot of times when we're speaking or we're sharing things, people hear it, but they're not really internalizing it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's what I love about this. And and there are other examples out there, but uh, this is really great. You, you mentioned John Gordon, and behind you, I can see several of his books, several that I have, <laughs> Training Camp, Coffee Bean Soup, uh, to relate and stuff. You're a part of his team on training people and the power of positive teams. Now, what does that entail, and, and how, how much of, of this content do we see kind of in and out of that? Because I got a feeling that there's a lot of synergy between them. Absolutely, and before we even – before I go directly there – Yes, I have uh, I have a lot of things happening in my background and, you know, I've gotten different guidance of, oh, you know, simplify, make it one color and make But the reason <laughs> it's there is is to do what what you just said is to create an opportunity to have a discussion about things that can add value. And when it comes to um, some of the stuff that we were talking about related to complex information versus simple, the book that's next to glue uh, right uh-huh. here is one of my favorites and I can't get anyone to read it. It's, and I don't want to insult the authors because I love their book. It's about organizational development. It's about teamwork. It's got phenomenal process improvement wisdom in it, but because it's not as easy to read, fewer people engage with the material. And that's a good transition to John. Uh, yes, I work with John and I met him through using the energy bus at an organization where I was a part of the leadership team. And it was a very big success. And John got, and I got the opportunity to talk about how to continue to take the work to benefit other Mm -hmm. individuals, teams, and organizations. And that's when we worked on and wrote the book that you held up, which was the energy bus field guide, which is really a workbook to help a kind of a, a, a meteor workbook format to help people bring the content to life for themselves and the people around them. And what's been interesting is you mentioned the power of positive team. I've been working with John for almost six years and helping to bring the organizational and team development practices from his book into other companies of all kinds all over the Mm -hmm. world. And John does a lot of work with professional sports teams, with higher education and collegiate teams, teams that we all know the names of. And if you know John Gordon, you know that he's been a part of some pro championship teams, college championship teams, and then in schools is transforming school cultures through Mm -hmm. the Energy Bus for Schools program. So when you say the connection to glue, this story was put on my heart specifically by God when I was at an event where I had just been thinking about this idea of conflict and and wrote the book over the course of a couple days and then refined it. After the book got put together, I called on because I was so excited. I mean, I knew that God had brought me to the acronym of GLUE and his love uniting everyone. Mm. God's love unites everyone. And then one of the chapters in the Power of a Positive Team book starts out with um, something that I had never noticed in this way before, period, and full stop. And when I read it, I, I called John and I was so excited because I said, this is the, the even more tangible connection between God and our work and the things that we're doing, because 
on page 79, it says positivity is the glue in the process of building a powerful team. But to truly be a great team, you need to do more than just be positive. You have to communicate, connect, commit, and care to create meaningful relationships, strong bonds, and team unity. And it just solidified what I already felt in my heart was that this is a mission to help people stay united in their life and work instead of letting the enemy divide us. Because we all know we're in a battle. And there are some organizations where we actually talk about the role of God openly because it's appropriate in those organizations. And there are some organizations where, uh, you know, I, I always pray and know that God's, uh, that he goes before us and that he, we don't have to talk about him all the time to be an example on his behalf and to glorify him. And the connection between the work that we do and the power of unity that only comes through the Holy Spirit and is just so important to myself. And I know it's important to John too. It was just really neat to see. And I know people who are listening can't see me holding up both. I wrote this book, Glue, independent of any kind of tangible connection per se, uh, other than this, just that desire to help anyone who might be interested benefit from some of the lessons learned for people of all ages. And then seeing that confirmation in this material where we are truly looking to create organizations that have cultures that allow people to do their best work, live their best lives, and, and go day to day in environments where there's unity instead of division. Because we don't operate in the fullness of who we are and our purpose at any age when we're in environments of strife, because we're operating out of fear. Wow. So <laughs> thanks for listening. I mean, you got me started and it's just, it's been an exciting journey because <laughs> you have no idea you, you are in a little while. Cause when we get off of this thing, I got some ideas, <laughs> but there, it, my mind is just going and I'll think, and I've tried so hard to stay focused on our conversation here, but I'm going, there's a lot of things that are going on in my head. How I, I want to use this. Uh, wow. This is good. This is really good. Yeah. This is really good. Well, for young people too, I will tell you what I've personally experienced and heard from some of the youth is that when you step out to be a champion for unity and you will experience challenge. And that's why too, it's sometimes it's, it's hard for me because I mentioned those two relationships where I'm still working. I'm still working to apply glue. I'm still seeking the Lord. I'm still making mistakes, but I'm still moving forward. And a lot of times the enemy will tell me, oh, you're such a fraud because you you haven't mastered this. And God will just lovingly say, that's the point of a love walk. That's where as human beings and as young people, the more we learn to rely on him to help us get stronger in that freedom to create unity and strong bonds and better relationships, specifically where it's hard, specifically where people disagree and hurt us. Those are the real chances to show people what grace and mercy and love looks like. That changes lives. Hmm. Need to see glue to the youth version. But youth is the, uh -huh. hmm. got some ideas. Okay. So Amy, 
This has been wonderful. Uh, how can our uh, how can our audience connect with you? I hope they're as excited as I am. How how can they connect with you? I appreciate that they can connect with me on um, amypkelly.com and uh, on social, you know, Twitter, Amy P. Kelly. And then I would love for anyone to visit the, the book site. It's gluebondandunite.com. And uh, there's, if, if you do purchase a book, I, I do have a discussion guide and action plan that can be used for people. If you're listening to this and you do buy a book, I'll send it to you for free, that, that extra action plan. Uh, and there are instructions on the Glue, Bond, and Unite site to get that. And I just, I welcome feedback and stories and, and I love listening to people who are pursuing unity over the easy choice of letting divisions become breaks. We want to bond and unite, not break and divide. And, and to your point with the audience that you serve, goodness, the youth need our example. They need to see us bonding and uniting and, and wow. um, because everyone is watching as they always have through the history of, of this, <laughs> of our existence. And when uh, that's the most powerful thing is that when people learn this, I know my children have watched me and, and when I've been um, consistent with this process, they've noticed and mentioned it. And when I stray, they'll tell me, why'd you do that? You know, you know that. And, and we'll have great conversations and, and return to what we know from the beginning of the story. I just think that it's one of the most pro profound truths is, uh, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And that's in Colossians 3.14. Who wouldn't like to have some perfect unity in their home, in their community, and um, so we have the answers and we have some um, some steps we can take to continue to pursue that. Well, for our audience, those who are listening, you can find links to both sites in the show notes uh, and some links to our social media channels as well. So you can you can click on those or you can you can look to see how you can connect with her in, in a personal way on this. Thank you for, for joining us today on this show. This has been Thanks. a lot of fun for me. It's been a blast and I'm very grateful for the work that you do, James, and just the, the opportunity to be here with you and with everyone that's listening and I'm really blessed by it. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you to our audience for sticking with us for this long. Listen, someone that you know needs to hear this message. So please like, share, comment on this, download it, put it on your pot, uh, uh, put it on your phone so that uh, you can listen to it often. And, and please check out those resources. And we'll see you again next week on the Gen Z Show. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.